Rebag is a luxury resale marketplace. They have a curated collection of investment-worthy bags, watches, and fine jewelry. Each piece is carefully vetted and verified by experts. You can buy and sell finds from the world's top brands, including Hermes, Chanel, and Cartier. Head to Rebag.com to get 10% off your first purchase with code REBAG10. That's Rebag.com to get 10% off your first purchase with code REBAG10. Betches Media presents Ha Ha Laugh Funny Mention It All, a Bravo by Betches podcast. We don't say that, but now we said it. With Dylan Hafer. Who gonna check me, boo? And Barry Rosenfeld. I need to start drinking alcohol. Now go to sleep, we. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of the Mention It All podcast. I'm Dylan Hafer. And I'm Barry Rosenfeld. Hi, I'm struggling. <laughs> I l- really almost said happy Friday, and that is just so tragic. It is Thursday. <laughs> well, I went outside um, today for the first time. Yes. <laughs> I went I went to like run and grab some groceries last night at like nine o'clock, and I realized I I got outside. I was like, this feels weird. And then I realized it was the first time I had been outside after dark in yeah. two full months and that's so bizarre because normally it's like oh yeah you're like out to dinner you're out like going out you're running errands you're staying at work late whatever it's like I'm out after dark like every fucking day of my normal yeah. life and then all of a sudden I'm like oh I forgot what nighttime feels like that seems like a good day to go gro- a good time to go grocery shopping though um I thought you were gonna say you went for a run and I was like don't do that oh no. <laughs> all the way off no. if I'm going for a run it's gonna be like for like five minutes like right to when the liquor ends. store yeah I'm not uh, going for like people that run outside at like 7 a.m are psychotic to me I'm like you can go go like for like a leisurely like after work yeah. jog but like wh- why are you waking up for this like yeah it's no. really crazy though like I went outside today to move my car and it's like a very weird feeling to think that this is how the city could have been or could be. Everyone is so chill. They're so, unless, this is what I'm seeing. And I've seen it every time. Like they're just strolling. There's like no rules right now, which is kind of weird other than to wear a mask. <laughs> like I even approached a police officer just to like ask about like the parking situation right now. And honestly, she was like, we're not really doing anything like everyone they're basically like New York City's in a free-for-all right now but a calm one which I love it is interesting like I will go for a walk I at like 5 30 6 o'clock and there are so many people just out I mean still being distant wearing masks whatever but people are just kind of like doing Doing their their own vibe and it's been long enough now that people are kind of settling in which I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing, but so I, last night, speaking of, um, I don't know if it's a good thing or a bad thing, last night I uh, placed an online order for a set of sheets from one Portia Williams. I- What color are they? I got silver, so like a light gray kind of vibe. I'm replacing To match the Atlanta reunion. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Well, so I was already in the market for new sheets because I just wanted, I, I, whatever. I wanted new sheets. And then I saw that Portia posted about her pampered by Portia collection on Instagram. (laughs) And I was like, hmm, I do need sheets. And so I went to the website. I was okay with the price. It was like around what I wanted to spend. And I was like, 
Why not? I'll Does it come with anything? Like pillowcases or like just a sheet? No, it's like the like two pillowcases, a uh, fitted sheet and a flat sheet. Oh, nice. <laughs> like so a, a nice like little a set. set. Nice yeah. set. I have started to buy so much stuff that I have made a note in my phone because like knowing me, I will buy stuff and absolutely, I don't track things. I really just forget about it. So it's <laughs> to the point where I need to write down what, in case I don't get something, it's bad. Yeah, I mean, shipping is so messed up right now that I most that I mostly just order things and then forget about them because it's not. Tell worth me it about it. Like... <laughs> As um, the okay, so... runner of shop fetches, I am dealing with oh. that, and I'm sorry to all my customers. I love you dearly, but we're going through. You know, the world's going through a rough time right now. Yeah, what's important is that the stuff you're selling is like really great and like really the quality and like so creative for this time and like if you have to wait a few extra days shit happens. right like no one's going anywhere it's not like you need this for <laughs> vacation i mean i'm not one to listen I'm, I'm not telling you when you need or what you need but like i'm telling you you're not in a rush right now <laughs> i know i all my bags are just like sitting in the corner unused like i it's just so depressing. I like put away all my tote bags. It's like, there's just no, I know. Want to hear something really like really funny. And then we can move on from our online orders. So I do Ipsy, (laughs) Ipsy, um, bag like once a month, just it's like super fun. Like, and it's cheap, whatever. Um, I don't need it. I've canceled it in the past, but then I was like, Oh, I miss it. Whatever. So I did it and I've been doing it for a really long time and I didn't get the April one. And I wrote them a really nice, I was like, wait a second, I didn't get this. So I wrote them a really nice email because I, I know what they're going through, but I was like, I didn't get it. Like I, and it said deliver. It was very weird. And they sent me a new one, which is so nice. But then I got, oh my God, I'm cu- I'm really just had a thought while telling my own story. What if I got you two get- in the mail, but what if it's May that I received already? not both April. I'll never know, but I love Ipsy. Sorry. <laughs> okay. So oh Mulberry puzzles through the mystery of the double Ipsy bag. Let's dive into this week's <laughs> Vanderpump rules. <laughs> it was, I, okay. I personally thought it was probably the best episode of the season. So good. So good. I love when I get a chuckle so, out of the episode. So we see basically a continuation of last week full Jack's rage, losing his mind. It's, it's not pretty. It's not good. Whatever's happening with Jack. It's actually sad. It's borderline sad because there's it's, something it's wrong. Sad and a little scary because he says both to Brittany and then at the end of the episode to Stassi, he says that he's afraid he's going to take out his anger on Brittany and that he's scared he's going to hurt Brittany. And I think he means like not- with his words, I think he means with his words. But still. I mean, I would just, if I were Stasi in that moment, having that conversation, I would not take that lightly if he said that to me. Right. Um, but the, my that's favorite getting ahead part. of ourselves. <laughs> yeah, I was like, wait, no, that was like the last scene. Um, by the way, though, Stasi was being an excellent friend by doing what she did, what I think. But first, this episode the pool parties that we have been waiting for. I love when there's always like a benchmark in each season of everything, like what we wait for. And Mm -hmm. so far we already, I forgot about their wedding by now, but these pool parties. So 
Jackson Brittany were throwing a pool party on Friday, and then after his rage text last week, uninvited, reinvited, uninvited, blah, 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 blah. So Tom and Ariana decided to have their own pool party, which Lisa Vanderpump even told them was a little, you know, mean. They shouldn't have done that. But I kind of agree, but I kind of don't. I, I, I don't know, really, where I stand with how I feel with them making theirs on the same day and time. Do I think that it was petty? Yes, of course it was yes. petty. They could have a pool party any day of the year. But Correct. also, I kind of loved it. And I think ja- it showed that mm-hmm. we're nearing the end of the season. And Jax has really pissed off enough people that yeah. he's not... I don't think you can make any argument that he is the number one guy in the group right now. <laughs> <laughs> and the fact okay so i when they when we first got to the pool parties i started making a list in my notes of who was going to go to each pool party because i was like oh this should be interesting beforehand like to see you were who like chooses where you were making right and i was like okay i just want to i just want to be clear like keep it straight in my mind but then i realized <laughs> that everyone went to tom yes. sandoval's pool party yeah except, it actually looked so, really fun oh that pool party looked so fun. They were twerking in the backyard. James Kennedy was DJing. Everybody was taking yeah, shots. And they called it and invited like, James. <laughs> he was it like, looked like a fun that's ass when you time. know. And then you cut to Jax's pool party, which has a ridiculous blow-up slide next to the pool. There's like catering and bartenders. And he tells the bartenders that there are only going to be eight people at the party. And we do see, the only people that we see there are Lala, Brett, Stasi, and Bo. And that is just, that is a weak display when you consider how many people well, everyone are else that- went to Well, everyone else went to Tom and Ariana's uh, pool party. But before the pool parties even happen, when Brittany comes barging into the house and to talk about the pool parties, I just thought that scene was so funny because... She came into the house and was like, Jax, I have to tell you something. And she let him know about Tom's pool party. And they, the fact that there is an argument about a pool party is just so ridiculous. And because of we're older now. And that's funny you brought up the slide because Brittany said, ah, and we even had this, this amazing um, blow up slide that's going to be at our party. And she kept taking shots while she was like, to Jax and Jax was going to the, going now three days into the to the gym which is fine it's great that he's got his anger out but it's just they're both like spiraling and I'm like what is happening here it's so crazy and I, I kind of have to give it to production for incorporating Jax's like snap stories <laughs> in this episode. Okay, I don't I don't think that it's great that Jax is going to the gym three times a day to take his anger out because that is indicative of a much larger problem. Because no, first he has of all, a lot of things he's going through. I, I don't okay, I think but he's an ass, but first of all, it's not healthy to work out intensely three times a day. Second of all, that man is on drugs, allegedly. And well, we know he's on Adderall. He's on Adderall, and if if there's I see something when people else, he's say on... you're on Adderall. <laughs> well, okay, we know he takes Adderall, and you know maybe he's on something else, maybe he's not. But you know, it wouldn't shock me. And yeah. it's just the fact that he is doing that as like a way to get away from his life. It's like, dude, you got to deal with some of your problems. You can't just like abandon your life and 
spend the whole day at the gym. And he right, looks but- insane. In those Instagram stories when he's like, yeah, guys, come on, come on, come on. Like, we're, we're going to go to the gym. And the, the, those instructors, they're so, they, they're, the boys are like girls. Like, ah. Well, I was also laughing out loud when he said, oh, Sandoval, he's such, he's such a woman. And then he was like, well, sorry, no offense to women. <laughs> oh my God. I like he's laughed. The and then worst. when he went back to talk about the trainers, he was like, oh those men trainers must have heard what I said about women because they they really uh, did it today. I was like, who are you like talking to about this? This is so, it's, there's so much. And then he's giving marriage updates. He's showing he's wearing his ring like that. No one was questioning that at all. So at this point, honestly, Jax is not really fun for me to watch. The only time I get joy out of seeing Jax on my TV is like, when his credit card gets declined. Oh no, or... he's definitely fun to watch. <laughs> but it's like <laughs> affecting me. And yeah, everyone it's, else. It's weird. It's a little bit dark for me at this point. I need I need there to be some some revelations happening because it feels like we're we're approaching a breakdown point. <laughs> right. But the fact that he called and invited James to his pool party and James had a de- James declined an invite because he already was DJing at Tom and Ariana's party was like, that was like the highlight for me. It, that Look, was great. James, sober James is really working his way back into the group. We saw yeah. this week, he had another nice moment with Katie after he apologized at the softball game. And Katie's I like think has some soft sides now all of a sudden. I think James has looked great the last few weeks. And I think they're kind of laying the groundwork for him to actually be a real part of the cast again next season after because this season it's been a little weird we haven't seen that much of him and his scenes have been very kind of isolated from the rest of the group but at this point he's just as much a part of the group as Jax yeah you know and so I think that was nice to see and we also finally this week I thought got some actual entertaining drama out of the love triangle with Dana Brett and Max after Dana's comedy show, we saw them go out together along with Stasi and Bo, and Sheena showed up, and Lala was there. And we, we saw them kind of get into it a little more. And I think this is, it's frustrating because it's taken essentially the entire season to get here. But finally, I'm like, okay, this is like the level of drama that you should be bringing to the show. Yeah, I thought it was great that at Dana's comedy show, um, Max came and then Brett came and Stassi nonchalantly goes, oh, that's so cute of you guys to both show up for your girlfriend. <laughs> that was I like really the line know. of the episode because they're both fighting and now I feel like Max is like, shit, I really fucked up. Like, I like this girl. And Dana's like not backing down right now, but I obviously know that in real life what's going on, but we'll just have to wait and see. Calling all my honeys. Support for today's episode comes from Honey Love. Whether you're a bride, a wedding guest, or simply seeking everyday smoothing, Honey Love is the go-to for all things shapewear. Honey Love has revolutionized compression technology, so you no longer have to feel like you're suffocating while wearing effective shapewear. For a limited time, you can get Honey Love on sale. Get 20% off your entire order with our exclusive link, honeylove.com MIA. Support our show and check them out at honeylove.com forward slash MIA. 
When talking about shapewear, Honeylove's best-selling superpower short is the go-to. It has targeted compression technology that distinguishes between areas you want more support and areas where you need less compression. Their Signature X targets and sculpts your midsection without squeezing your natural curves. It's designed to work with your body, not against it. The Superpower Short is helping ladies everywhere sculpt and smooth from stomach to thigh by offering just the perfect amount of compression. You won't have to worry about it rolling down, which is unheard of in shapewear, thanks to flexible boning that's hidden in the side seams. This piece is also a booty lifter. Boost bands on the back and thigh give your bottom an amazing shape. Treat yourself to the best bras and shapewear on the market and save 20% off at honeylove.com MIA. Use our exclusive link to get 20% off honeylove.com MIA. After you purchase, they'll ask you where you heard about them. Please support our show and tell them we sent you. Move with confidence, thanks to Honeylove. I really want to know which producer told Stassi and Katie that they needed to care about the new people all of a sudden, because... This whole season, I don't think we've seen Stasi really interact with the new people, except for maybe Max, a single time. And then all of a sudden, in the last two episodes, we saw her at Brett's at the beach cleanup with Dana being like, so I hear there's a love triangle. And then again yeah. this week, we see her at Dana's comedy show and then invested in this boy drama. And it's like, you didn't care about this well, girl three weeks ago on the show. Honestly, yeah, she's just over Kristen, obviously, and I don't know what about um, Katie, but I think maybe she's, like, into Dana. Dana's, like, a cool girl, so maybe she wants to be friends with her, like, on her own, because she's, like, I'm done with these bitches. Um, I think she's into Dana on behalf of what the producers want. <laughs> I don't, I don't know. I, 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 I don't know. As we've seen this week with some Sheena drama, the, the producers and the editors have no qualms about you know, getting in there and messing with things, so. Yeah. Did <laughs> um, you see on Stassi's Insta story yesterday the snake that was at their house? Ew, it was, like, no. a, like, five-foot snake in their house, like, outside their house, and she was, like, guys, I just stepped on this. I literally don't know what to do, and they had to get someone to, like, and it was, it was actually very beautiful, but I hate snakes, but it was, yeah, and all these people post in LA, like these snakes and spiders and scorpions. I'm like, I don't, I'm good with like the pigeons in New York. <laughs> yeah, like you'll see like, you know, there might be like a rat on the sidewalk or something, but like yeah. it's not to that level where there are just bugs everywhere. <laughs> yeah. So one thing I want to mention that I do feel was a little glossed over in the episode, Kristen shows up to Tom and Ariana's pool party with Carter. And nobody really makes a big deal out of it. And then we hear Kristen say that she and Carter are dating, which is definitely a development from the last time we heard her talk about it when it was like, oh yeah, we're not together, but like we did have sex recently. So honestly, like let Kristen live. I don't even care anymore. Like let her just like have sex and hook up with anyone. Like I feel like now they're all judging because they're all in relationships, but they've all been there. And it's just annoying because she's like not, not engaged yet, whatever. But so like, she's still, Sheena's still doing the same thing. Well, they give Sheena shit too, but <laughs> I, I get was, it. Like they don't like Carter, but like what, you know, let, she'll figure it out. I was glad they didn't make that big of a deal out of it this week because it's not that big of a deal, you know? Right. Everybody knows Carter in the group. And so her showing up to the pool party with him 
they're not getting engaged. They're not living together. It's just whatever. They're hanging out. They're living their life. Kristen's doing her best. <laughs> she is. She looks like she's having a great time. She's, she showed up. I loved her, like, look. She was very, like, casual at the pool party. <laughs> but I want to be invited to the next pool party. I don't really care whose it is. I'll go to either one. <laughs> I know. That would be, oh, what a fun time. And next And the whole is... furniture saga. <laughs> Next week, is, next week we have the season finale and it's going to be the Tom Tom anniversary party and the reckoning of Jax. I don't know where we can go from here, but it's going to be interesting. Yeah, for show. Yeah, um, that for show. <laughs> so let's talk about Beverly Hills because this was a pretty a doozy. crazy episode. <laughs> I... I cannot get enough what of this season. Fuck? I am just, every episode I'm looking forward to, I'm enjoying them. I am having lots of thoughts and feelings. And this is has not happened for me with Beverly Hills in a few years. And so I'm really just savoring every moment of it. Yeah. Okay. So I love Kyle. Always loved Kyle. I have a thing for her on the show and... I say it's always like I'm in a relationship with these people but I'm not so she I don't know she's really not having a good look this season like I have so many of my friends are texting me while they're watching too and they're like what is her issue and I was like as her spokesperson I really don't know but she seems <laughs> to like have an issue it's she almost like you're reminding me of Jax like what's the issue what what is happening but we leave off on this episode at Denise's um or we pick up on this episode at Denise's party where Kyle is just continuously crying. But what we remember last, the end of last episode is she started this. So it was very bizarre. Um, she got very upset and left. And then everyone else got mad. She didn't say goodbye. She didn't say thank you. But then those are the things in the show that I don't, I wonder if production cut out. Cause like in my head, I was like, wow, she didn't say goodbye. And she just got up and left. But like, what if she did say goodbye? And they just didn't show that part of the episode. But I always think these fights are so awkward for the husbands. Because, like, they're like, okay, that's my <laughs> cue. Got to go. And it's so weird because they are not fighting. So I always feel a little uncomfortable for them. Also, what are those trailers at Denise's house? <laughs> like, yeah. bathrooms outside? Very unclear. Denise's whole house situation well, is a little that? odd to me. They're, they're renting this home in Malibu. I'm sure it's very nice. I don't, I don't really know. Yeah, the, the party at Denise's was a little, it was weird to me because I feel like all the drama happened last week and then this week it was just Kyle cries and then she leaves. And it was kind of like, wait, what, what happened? I forgot. Yeah, she I don't know. claimed she was attacked and, and the table was under no circumstances attacking her from a viewer's I perspective. Think- I think that throughout the last couple episodes, we've seen Kyle kind of be confronted with the reality that she's not just automatically the HBIC now that Lisa's gone. Lisa's and I gone. think she yeah. probably she probably felt like that was kind of her birthright of Beverly Hills, that, you know, she's the last OG, now she's the queen, she's going to hold the center diamond, and no. it's going to be her show. And while I love Kyle, and I think Kyle is still a very important part of the show. It makes me happy that everyone else is really stepping up and making her kind of work for it because yeah. 
nobody should. And I think we've seen with with Vicky getting demoted and, you know, other OGs kind of finding that their places aren't so secure. I think we've, we're seeing people have to kind of fight for their spots a little more. And that is what leads to compelling stuff on the show. Right. And so I'm glad that pressure is being applied to Kyle because she should, she should have to, you know, work for it. Yeah. Hey, I'm Andy Mitchell, a New York Times bestselling author. And I'm Sabrina Kohlberg, a morning television producer. We're moms of toddlers and best friends of 20 years. And we both love to talk about being parents, yes, but also pop culture. So we're combining our two interests by talking to celebrities, writers, and fellow scholars of TV and movies. Cinema, really. About what we all can learn from the fictional moms we love to watch. From ABC Audio and Good Morning America, Pop Culture Moms is out now wherever you listen to podcasts. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. We have a scene where it's Delilah Bell and Amelia Gray are starting a clothing line called DNA, very cute. And they're at this photo shoot and we, we saw Delilah Bell wearing this lime green fabric face mask. And it was so so jarring to me because they said in the scene that Delilah was sick and she didn't want to get Lisa sick and whatever. So it's not confusing why she was wearing a mask, but it's so weird seeing something that was filmed seven months ago. And now this is our reality that it's like, yeah, we're all wearing masks. It just, it's so funny to me. Yeah. um, They're really cute. Those two girls. I loved how Lisa is said was honest and was like, would these two have a clothing line if Harry and I weren't their parents? No. Because <laughs> it's true. I did appreciate like, that. You know, I, yeah, I, I like as, that she said that, but, but that doesn't go without saying that they work hard for what they're doing. But did they have an easier in? Yes. Well, yeah. I mean, it was similar to last week when Lisa made the joke about Lori Laughlin and said, you know, good that you're getting your test scores because I'm not going to, you know, do this. And I think Lisa, yeah. for as for as over the top and loud and crazy as she can be, I think she actually does really have good parenting instincts and she doesn't want her girls to kind of be super out of touch with reality, which I appreciate because that is a crazy family. Yeah. Um, I feel like so much happened this episode, but it was everything happens at like different dinners. So then after they go to this event, they went to Erica's clubhouse, which I've been waiting for an, um, another invite. I'm going to make a list of places I want to be invited to on the um, Bravo shows. They went to Erica's clubhouse <laughs> and I want to go there so bad. But, and Lois was there. Lisa Rinna's mom, wait, her wait, 91 year old, beautiful mother. What? Before we get to that night, we have got to talk about Dorit's new business venture. <laughs> right. So we find out Look on this at the episode, Dorit is 
now an investor in the Encino LA location of Buga de Beppo. And I It's I so love funny this. how everyone keeps calling her out on it about be, they're like, are you sure? Like, why are people hesitant to go get to business with you because of your financial worries? Like, are are, are people aware of it? Do they want to go into business with you? <laughs> Teresa was like, I, yeah. I, I just feel like I could not have written a better plot line than Dorit Kemsley being in partnership with Buca de Beppo. And not not only is it Buca de Beppo, it's not Buca de Beppo corporate. It is one location of Buca and she is designing a banquet room for them and it's going to be Capri themed. And Dorit has said that we will see it throughout the season and that we will also see the final reveal of her newly designed Capri room at the Encino location of Buca de Beppo. So why do you think this is like the craziest thing though? Because, okay, so it's not the craziest thing in the real world because the owner of Buca de Beppo is Dorit's son's godfather. I looked this up. So well, she also said, she said that. <laughs> it's a family connection, whatever. But it's just so, <laughs> the idea of Buca de Beppo as a restaurant is so off-brand for Dorit. <laughs> She's walking around in her full Versace look and, you know, her hair done to the nines. <laughs> She's essentially at, like, an upscale version of the Olive Garden <laughs> designing oh a room for them. <laughs> I mean, yeah. But can we talk about, as long as we're talking about Dorit's glance, I can't... The ponytail was, like, a few inches too long. Like, it was just a little too long. So like when she walked in, you could see it between long. her legs. Like you, you can see it. It was it 80 was like inches long. Too long. Too, I, like way too it was long. One thing when she was, it was one thing when she was standing up, but, and it was like, you know, going all the way down. But when she sat down on the couch and the ponytail was just sitting on the floor, on the floor. Yeah. No. But also <laughs> Kyle like pulled it a little and this is the second episode where Kyle, I think, didn't understand Dorit's hair. Remember last week she went to move the curl on her face? And I was like, Kyle, <laughs> it's a look. Like, even to realize I was like, don't pull it. Don't pull it. Like, what's going on? Just don't touch anyone's hair that <laughs> she's paying for. <laughs> <laughs> so moving through this night, so we have the DNA clothing line launch party, which was a weird event to begin with. But yeah, they were there for like five minutes. So when they're walking in, we see Sutton looking uncomfortable and she says something to Dorit about, oh, I think I, I think the makeup guy is here. And it was very confusing. Well, she and said, then, I'm going to flip out. Her words were, I'm going to flip out. And that's what sparked like the whole. Right. So it was very, it was very weird. We didn't know what was happening. And then she later explains that she had gone into partnership on a beauty app with this guy, Joey Maloof. And then things they had had a falling out so they're not friends anymore the business is a separate thing and so lisa works with joey and so sutton was stressed out because she thought joey was going to be at this party and he wasn't there so it didn't end up actually being an issue but then they get to dinner after the party and sutton brings it up and basically is saying to lisa hey i just wanted to let you know like this is why i was acting weird because i was scared he was going to be there whatever and then it becomes this huge thing between Dorit and Sutton all of a sudden. I... Uh, it was weird because 
Dorit was fixated on the fact that Sutton said, I'm going to flip out. And Dorit got like scared. And I was even, I'm usually this season on Dorit's side, but I'm like, Dorit, what did you think Sutton was going to do of all people? She's not literally going to flip out. She was uncomfortable. And we've already seen Sutton uncomfortable in social situations. So all she was doing was expressing like why. And she, by the way, like said it slow, like low and whispered it to Dorit as they got out of the car. It wasn't like she was like, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God, I'm going to freak out. Like that's, that's actually not what happened. So it was very like, Dorit was like, when someone says they're going to flip out, like, I don't know what that means. I'm like, come on, Dorit. Like, look, right. look at your audience. Sutton was, Sutton was telling Dorit something because she was stressed out. She wasn't causing a scene. And to act Correct. like she was is crazy. And then Sutton obviously gets very upset. And then we get to the point where she is telling Dorit to drop it. And she goes, Dorit, let, let the mouse go. Let it go. Let the mouse go. Dorit, no. Let the mouse go. And I don't know where she came up with this mouse analogy, but I laughed a lot. <laughs> there was some major shade on Instagram last night too. Like after the episode in Dorit's post, she did it and she, her caption was like letting the mouse go. And I was like, can someone tell me what this means? Who is the mouse? Like, why don't we know what this means? I, we usually know what everything means. And I'm, I'm really like at a loss. Like why did Dorit and Sutton have like an inside joke that like, which isn't a joke, but like that we don't know about. I'm like yeah. very upset about it. But also yeah. this dinner, why was Glam, other than Sutton's little um, outburst, why was Glam like the main subject of this dinner? Who cares that Dorit showed up in Glam? It Like who cares? It's so weird that Kyle keeps bringing this up. And also it's funny that Dorit said, Kyle, like your little friend Teddy didn't show up in glam and now she has glam. Like I, the, the glam thing is so weird. I think it's more highlighted because we're in Beverly Hills. Like this is not something that we talk about on any of the other franchises, but this is like a who's who and it's weird. Like let them come to glam. Like I, I, I just can't wrap my head around that. I, I really so can't. Immediately after they Sutton and Teddy or Sutton and Dorit have their moment and then they say, okay, like let's change the subject. Like this is uncomfortable. And instead of changing the subject to something less uncomfortable, they change the subject to Kyle calling them all fake ass bitches. I can't <laughs> like, I love when any of them say the term fake ass bitches. It's so like weird. So Dorit is obviously not over the issue with Kyle from Teddy's retreat, but then we also see Denise really getting into it with Kyle and the thing that's clear to me at this point is that Denise doesn't really like any of these women, with the exception of maybe Garcelle, because I don't think she's really gotten involved in anything yet. But Denise seems kind of resentful of the fact that she's in this group. And I'm enjoying it because I think she's bringing exciting drama to the show, but I'm a little confused why she wants to be there. <laughs> Cause she's saying, well, because she's fucking Denise Richards. That's she says, why. I'm fucking Denise Richards, Kyle. And she talks about how she is an actress and she's on set every day. And she has been on every magazine cover that these girls could want to be on. And while that all is true, they are now all starring on the same TV show. And so I, I really am enjoying the Denise drama, but I also think that you don't really get to be on a high horse if you have also signed a Real Housewives contract and are now participating in the show. 
Right. But I mean, she, no, I think Denise, like, I get that right now, but she had a much bigger um, career than some of them did. But then more drama last night than from that, Lisa Rinna posted her two Playboy covers that she has, <laughs> which I loved. But like, I loved that. But at the same time, I also, uh, you know, the whole thing with her saying she doesn't want to talk about threesomes and she doesn't want to talk about sex and she doesn't want to do this and she doesn't want her kids to hear. Meanwhile, her kids are teenagers. They know what's going on. And also, I don't want to like talk badly about anyone's parenting or family, but like we all know who her kid's father is. So like this is not like out of character for Denise's household or to talk about any of this stuff. But I think she wanted to be portrayed as someone different while hosting a party at her house, if that makes sense. I agree that I think Denise is frustrated with, I think last season she really got off pretty easy in terms of showing what she wanted to show and portraying herself how she wanted to be portrayed. And this season, I think we're getting a lot more of a kind of grittier look at what Denise is actually like. And that it's, I mean, there are still great sides of her, obviously. I'm not like anti-Denise but that we're getting a lot more of a well-rounded portrayal and some of that is unflattering. And she didn't, she really didn't have to deal with that last season because it was very like, yeah. oh, like I, I love my new husband and he's got a big dick and I have the daughters and oh, Charlie's crazy. But we never really saw her truly have to like fight for something last season. And her resting bitch so face far. is amazing her her look like when she shuts something down like she has that look I'm like oh honey I love that (laughs) okay we should probably wrap it up so Barry tell me who your number one Bravo 11 the group is I feel like it's a big there's a lot to choose from right but my number one Bravo lab because she's making a small crawl until we get to see her a lot is Garcelle I've said it once, I've said it before, I want her to actually like fucking do something. Like I know it's coming and I can't wait, but like we were joking about the other night. I fucking love when she was setting up for her kid's birthday party and she was like, I don't do these Beverly Hills parties. Like I do cookies and donuts yeah. and soda and whatever the hell they want. And I'm like, yes, Garcelle, I love it. So I'm waiting for my Garcelle moment. So I'm giving her mine. Okay. Who's yours? Um, <sighs> I think I am gonna go with Denise. And I know I, I, I was a little harsh on Denise a few minutes ago, yeah. <laughs> but I think that she, I love the way she's holding Kyle accountable. And I think she is bringing a lot of excitement to this season. And even if I don't always agree with everything she says, we are reaping the benefits of her being on the show right now. And we will definitely see a lot more of Denise this season. Yes. <laughs> we are just waiting for it. <laughs> Guys, thank you so much for listening. We will be back tomorrow and our episode tomorrow has an exciting interview with Leah McSweeney. So make sure to check that out and don't forget to rate, review, subscribe and join our Facebook group. Betches.